Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Konnichiha here on the Last Choice Network. Uh, I am Natalie, and today I am joined by Jared. What's up, Jared? Not much. Thank you for having me yet again. <laughs> yep, and today on the podcast, uh, we wanted to talk about something that uh, it's not anime necessarily, but it's anime related. It's anime culture related. We wanted to talk about uh, what an otaku is. And like what is an otaku versus a weeb and things like that, which is um, our terms that are really big in anime fan culture. So I guess to start off, I wanted to just give like some give the, the two really brief, simple definitions of the two terms for anybody who doesn't know. So an otaku is generally defined as a person who is obsessed with tech or particular aspects of pop culture Um, and usually part of that is like it's to the detriment of their social skills so it's the idea of like the the really socially awkward nerd right and then a weeb or a weeaboo um, is a non-japanese person who is obsessed with japanese culture um, you could see that also as maybe a detriment to their social skills, but we can get more into that later. Uh, so, yeah, Jared, um, I guess, do you identify as either one of these terms? You know, I used to. So, like, in in high school, I was, like, 100% a weeb, like, doing anime i mean not anime like naruto hand signs and like pretending (laughs) i know all this shit about japan and things like that and then when i got into college i went full otaku uh for anime because i was watching like everything when it came out um i'm just like a huge database of anime knowledge but now i'm not really either like i don't I don't watch all that many airing, like currently airing anime, and I don't pretend like I know all this stuff about Japan and things like that. So I don't really identify as any, either anymore. What about you? For me, I definitely never identified as an otaku um, because I never really experienced that level of, I guess, consumption. But, uh, and then like with Weeb. I don't know, because I definitely never thought that I was somebody who was necessarily, like, obsessed or trying to imitate um, Japanese culture. But I think if somebody, like, if I went to a convention and somebody was like, yeah, like, you're a weeb or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Right. You know, I don't really have a, I don't have a particular, um, I guess, like, need to identify as either one of these, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think something that's, like, really important um, that between the two, between otaku and weeb, is that otaku isn't necessarily, like, a derogatory term. Like, it can be used in a somewhat positive light. Like, if someone is an otaku, that means that they know a lot about a certain subject. While weeaboo is, like, explicitly a derogatory term so like identifying identifying as a weeb is kind of something that's more put on you i think while identifying as like 
and otaku isn't necessarily like the worst thing in the world. Now, are they mm-hmm. still like pretty looked down on, like especially like otakus? Yeah. Um, yeah. But... Oh, and I was going to say that um, maybe like kind of jumping into um, the next whatever little segment is talking like a little bit about like the history of otaku, right? right? Because it has a very uh, kind of negative origin. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. So the origin of like otaku and this um, whatever, uh, like the otaku panic or whatever um is um whenever um well oh gosh how do i say this so so basically uh, the term otaku became popularized um during a string of murders in the 80s so right yes in the in 1989 there is um i sorry i have my notes here uh, Sutomu Miyazaki was arrested for kidnapping and killing four young girls, and he was like dubbed the otaku murderer. So I guess what I was trying to say is that from before that, in the 70s, we see a rise in um, Lolita content is what I actually wanted to start with. Oh. And it's this um, idea of like older men become obsessed with young girls, right? So it's pedophilia. Um, and it's like from there that we get this idea of like these older men being obsessed with young girls and they're like um and the content that's coming out around that right because this is all from um like um uh, doujinshi comics right like they're all fan-made and they're all pretty like sexual in nature but they have like the content is with younger characters but who's consuming it is an older audience okay interesting um so yeah uh the from there like i mean the otaku gets a bad like it's already like a very negative start right they're really anti-social they're um seen as like sexually repressed and um yeah i mean basically whenever they went to arrest this guy right the the otaku murderer they there's really famous pictures of the inside of his house and it's cluttered it's you know, like, it, you get this, like, idea of what, like, like, someone who is, like, a total social outcast, right? Like, it it creates this idea of, like, the social outcast that is also into, like, this, um, like, not explicitly anime content, but, right. um, like, fiction, I guess I should say. Yeah. Into this fiction. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you can really be an otaku for anything i know like one of the most like some of the most popular like i guess popular like otaku niches are anime idols and military yes like the the mecca like the like hyper military i think is right i mean meaning like there are people that like well i mean not even that i mean these are people that are like obsessed with like world war two world war Mm, one knowing all the different guns and all of the different tanks and things like that Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah, like you were saying it it doesn't necessarily have to be anime or anything like cutesy it's just Mm -hmm. something that it's it's a whatever is fits their form of escapism 
Yes, exactly. Um, so then, like, traveling from there, we get, like, uh, well, you mentioned it before about how whenever you went through your otaku phase, quotes, um, that you were just focused on consuming, right? Like, you right. were just focusing on, like, like, you had to see all of the anime. I don't know. Right. But, um, yeah, so... Um, another way, like that was like an old way of viewing otaku, right? And in some ways, like that's still, I'm not going to say that that's not accurate anymore, but that's like a very like original way to view what an otaku was. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a newer view of it is seeing it as, um, you know, what we learned about in our class, like the database animal, right? The person who just consumes for the love of consuming. Um, and I think what was important about like that aspect is that or of the database animal is that you're not necessarily trying to consume for a grand narrative but you just want to consume everything you know like and that and that falls into like what you were saying um whenever you like you can consume anything it doesn't have to be unrelated like you were saying it uh it's more so from personal experience it's more about it's it's less about actually enjoying it and mm-hmm. more about being in the know. So mm-hmm. you, so for like how I was, is that I felt like if I didn't watch all of these shows, then I would miss out in like conversations with my peers. But since in reality, a couple people only watch a couple shows, if I wanted to be able to talk to everyone, I had to watch everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a very that's also like a very social way of looking at it too, right. or a very social way of looking at otaku, um, which goes against the like original idea of them being like very awkward. Right. Um. Yeah. So I guess then in looking at otaku, um, once again we we are trying to like uh, stress that. It is not necessarily an anime related thing, but there are it is definitely brought up in in animes, right? In in uh in shows and movies and such like that. And one of the like first ones, biggest ones to kind of tackle what an otaku is would be um Satoshi Khan with his movie Perfect Blue. Right. So in the movie Perfect Blue, it is about an otaku, like someone who upset, who, sorry, who fits all of the um, otaku stereotypes of being antisocial, of being sexually repressed, of coming off as like a creepy murderer stalker, you know, like just the really having the cluttered room. Yes, having the cluttered room. And another part of that was um, like being easily manipulated, like not not having a very strong will of their own if that makes sense yeah um and so we have like this very like i said stereotypical otaku who um whose fascination is of mima who is the main character and she is an idol turned actress uh, and basically you know a lot of things go down it is considered like horror-esque and um in how he stalks her and how she um responds 
to that attention and uh, so on and so forth. So um, did you have any comments to say about Perfect Blue? Oh, I mean, I think Perfect Blue, I think Perfect Blue is the perfect example of an old way of thinking of otakus because, I mean, it, I don't remember, do you happen to know when A Perfect Blue came out? Uh, let me look it up. I, wait, it came out in 1997, whenever okay. I was born. Okay. So, <laughs> so it was a little under 10 years after the otaku murder, or murderer, mm-hmm. but it still just had that exact, like, almost one-to-one um, mirror of the otaku murder, of mm-hmm. being obsessed with these people, and... Uh, you know, having the cluttered room, things like that. And so it really shows, like, this is what the media portrays otakus as. Mm-hmm. And I think, it, I think it's interesting, especially from, like, a retrospective um, idea or a, a perspective, a retrospective mm-hmm. perspective. <laughs> <laughs> and- yeah, especially. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and I mean, the the image of otakus, especially in media, has changed so much since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to do a quick jump to uh, Satoshi Kon's other work, Paprika. Paprika, which also features two otakus. And even between those two movies, Perfect Blue and Paprika, you can see even how... Um, Maybe Satoshi Kon himself kind of saw a shift on what an otaku was and what an otaku could be, right? Right. Because um, in Paprika, there are two um, otaku-like characters, and one of them represents the old otaku, the one who is obsessed with his niche, his niche subject, and doesn't know how to. He doesn't know how to interact with people. He doesn't know how to. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just really socially awkward. He's sexually repressed. He's um, the very classic otaku. And then in this movie, we are also introduced to what could be considered like the new otaku. It's an otaku who knows his downfalls, but um, he's able to to consume knowledge. He's He's an otaku who is more focused on technology. And in his consumption of trying to, you know, like um, learn all about this like new tech stuff, he's able to be productive. And he's pretty sociable too, like especially with the main characters. Like he's still yes, like he socially awkward. He's still pretty awkward, but like he has no problem talking with them. No problem talking with them. They invite him out to lunch and stuff. Um, and uh, what I was getting at is that he is a productive member of society, right? The whole um plot of paprika is that him and the other otaku are the creator of this like incredible new technology right so he is able to like prove himself right like as i mean as like messed up as it sound but as like a a needed member of society and not someone who is like a freeloader like i think other otakus come off as yeah So, yeah, and um, and I guess getting into uh, moving on from that, I mentioned this to you 
couple of days ago, but I had like a really like weird revelation because I was trying to think of some more like, like in real life examples of what a modern otaku could look like and i thought of mark zuckerberg yeah <laughs> yeah who is who is known for being this like really awkward guy right. like every picture every interview you see of him you're like this guy isn't even real you know <laughs> like he, yeah you know the, the whole joke about oh he's a lizard person whatever whatever but you cannot deny that he has created something that's very much a foundation to something that's very just kind of um it's in our everyday lives you know it it i would say it's probably you know facebook modern social media it was a turning point in a lot of people in in technology and how we communicate with each other yeah you know so as much as you can say that he's awkward and everything i mean you know yeah he created something that a, we wouldn't be where we are today without it. Yeah, because I mean, so much social media like Twitter um, took ins- inspiration from Facebook. Yes, exactly. Especially in their beginnings, and now every social media, every social media just takes inspiration from each other. Right. Um. I I yeah. wanted to bring up, uh, and then I guess. Uh, Okay. Uh, I wanted to bring up modern, like the modern image of otaku's now. Right. Um, yeah. I think it's really interesting because a lot of like anime, it shows like the main character, especially in isekai, it shows the main character as this like loser kind of otaku that's then mm-hmm. born into this new world to be like have a power fantasy of being like the strongest sorcerer or anything like that Mm -hmm. strongest swordsman Mm -hmm. things like that and it's like the otaku is now the hero of media right and um, what you're bringing up with is like isekais is that like in i mean we we talked a little bit how this is like this is like sword out online this is like like the the definition of you know this is a gamer nerd and he goes into his video game, and he's the hero. Yeah, he's the right? strongest guy ever. Does things that other characters can't even do. Yeah, so it's also showing how it's it's like super positive because it's also showing how like, hey, like, why don't why don't you be an otaku and share? You know, like yeah, this could be you. Yeah. This could be you with this power fantasy, in this in this um, fantastical world that you can create yourself or join or et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's just like kind of an interesting turn because it's like, there really aren't, I, I wonder if it's because maybe the more average person would be more leaning towards an otaku now. Mm-hmm. Like, well, especially now with this, with the pandemic. Right, especially with Go ahead and bring it up. Especially with the pandemic, everybody's inside. Everybody's maybe got a new hobby or something, exactly, you know, right? a new thing to focus on. Uh, I also wanted to bring up, like, this isn't just, like, in the isekai format, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's, I think isekai is a very, like, um, it's a genre where it can be seen 
maybe like super obviously super like on the nose right where like you're in one you're in your your regular world and then you go into the new world right Right. like quote unquote the new world whatever that may look like and now you're the hero but even with like um the the anime that we're watching right now my dress up darling i'm gonna bring it up so like that is somebody who you could say is an otaku because he's into something that's very traditional he's into making kina dolls right and that's like that's like his obsession is he's he wants to be like the best kina doll painter that there is and he doesn't know how to like bring up that hobby with other people so it makes him socially awkward right right but then we but then he he gets the cool girl right like that's like the plot is that he gets the cool girl um and i think you can see that a lot i mean my my sister and i always or at least she always makes fun of me where she's like oh is this another anime where it's like loser boy and cool and cool girl yeah and i'm like yeah yeah it's another anime where it's a loser boy and a cool girl like right yeah that's what it is and that's like what the what the the new it's the like, new format kind of yeah it's the new format and i think that is very like uh based on maybe this um otaku fantasy also like a like a romance fantasy mm-hmm. kind of right like even if you're the loser boy you can get the cool girl yep you know let's so. see you got um uh oh my gosh i just lost it komi komi san did that <laughs> um mm-hmm. you have yeah you have horimiya you have don't mess with me Tagak um Takagi, you have mm-hmm. um, basically there's all these shows that are doing the same thing, like within the same season. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're all coming out like right next to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then a little bit I wanted to add on top of that. I know we're like really only talking about otaku yeah. here, so we'll touch on we'll touch on <laughs> we'll touch on weep for just a little bit in, in the closer. Yeah. But the last thing I wanted to talk about with Otaku, or maybe the last thing, is um, girls and women mm-hmm. who who. Ad- identify as only think about men and boys, but um, girls can be otakus too. Whether that's a positive thing or a negative thing, leave it up to you. Um, but my. One of, I'm not going to say the only example, because there are a lot of examples of girls who are otakus as well, like in anime. But I think one of the, to me, most obvious examples is Princess Jellyfish, which is about a, like, household of girl otakus. They're roommates, and they're all very quirky and socially awkward, but they have learned to live with each other. So that's, like, they, like, they are their own, like, little social bubble right and um i don't know i just think it's interesting i think how um girl otakus and boy otakus are portrayed in how they differ and because i do think that i don't know i feel like girl otakus it's easier to see them as just like cutesy yeah they they rarely portray female otakus as like something o- negative overweight and like grimy 
and like know-it-alls and things like that. Yeah, like I'm not going to say that they're like, they're more like Girl Next Door. I'm not going to say that they're like hot or yeah. anything, you know, or, but they are, they're, they're like, av they're average. Yeah, they're, they're no main <laughs> villain of uh, Perfect Blue. <laughs> no, no. Um, and it's almost like their their social awkwardness is endearing. Like it isn't as um, like embarrassing. I don't there, know if that makes sense. Like it's a lot of them are typically side characters in shows that it's this character is an otaku, but that's just kind of quirky. Mm hmm. Yeah. The other example that I thought of like right away was in or on high school the um the lady the lady manager right that's what they call her ren gay she is on like the the hosts all i like identify her as an otaku but she, she she's not i don't want to say that she's is it socially awkward because she is but she's so confident in herself mm -hmm. that she doesn't know that she's socially awkward right um and that's like the humor in it, right? Is that she, you have this really confident otaku and she's being so awkward, but she doesn't know mm -hmm. it. <laughs> now so, we should yeah. talk about weebs. <laughs> yes. Um, so with weebs, I think that, well, okay. Just one last little bit. Is, I swear it's, it's related. Okay. So otaku, otaku used to be only used for Japanese people. And now I think it has become broader to use that term for anybody. A weeb is specifically someone who is not Japanese. So a Japanese person can't be a weeb. Just okay. go ahead and throwing that out there. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there <laughs> yeah. are variants. There are different like variants of the word. Like um, I've seen Japanese people obsessed with Western culture, called them Westaboos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, or like, or the the people in the West who are obsessed with K-pop, yeah. they're Koreaboos, right? So there are variations of the word, but we are talking about weeaboos, which is, like I said, a person who is obsessed with Japanese culture. Right. And they all kind of encapsulate the same idea of this is a person that enjoys this, this certain aspect of another society. For example, let's just use Japan or for weeaboos. Mm -hmm. And then they get all of their knowledge from the media they consume. So they think that they they know what Japan is all about. They know everything about Japan because they've watched anime. So they know mm -hmm. that, you know, every Japanese high school has this big elaborate school festival that has, you know, stand food stands and things like that. And made cafes right. and, and you know, haunted houses for some reason. Right. Yeah. And it, but I'd say that otaku and weebs are complete opposites of each other. While mm -hmm. otakus have a database, they've researched, they have this vast database of the thing that they enjoy, weebs know very little, but think that they know <laughs> a lot. They have like this, you could say it's simply a, um, like a, like an entertainment, like a pop culture-ish kind of knowledge of an entire culture right. is a thing, yeah. right? So it's this idea that like what is produced 
in a country is directly related to like how life is actually like in that right. country and i know that like, i can't like um i think it's really just interesting how people can even think like that <laughs> sorry no no like, because sense. you know i think yeah i mean our our perfect example is that everybody thinks that texan well people think that everyone in texas wears cowboy hats and spurs and rides horses yeah and we live out in the middle of nowhere and we right. ride our horses to school yes exactly i even had like people ask me that whenever i was in the philippines mm -hmm. but it's yeah but you know and whenever you say it like that whenever you say it about like where you're from or you think about those like stereotypes of where you're from i think that's whenever you can really realize just how silly it sounds yeah to um to think that you know everything about the yakuza by playing the yakuza series yeah. you think that you know like things like that because that's really what it comes down to right is um you watch a movie you watch an anime you play a game and you think that you get it the i whenever i talk about like weebs to people i go to one very specific example that perfectly encapsulates them snl snl had this skit called j-pop america fun time now on mm -hmm. that and that is exactly <laughs> what i'm talking about when i talk about weebs it's you know yes that's they're what they they have like these more j-pop hairstyles but they're they're all white one of them mm -hmm. is uh wearing a kimono and he he's showing off his katana skills that like Mm -hmm. he's only done like in his bedroom and it's just over the top and it, and but growing up with weebs in high school this is exactly how they acted that's what they were exactly. like yeah so it seems like something throwing in the the random japanese word yeah. to make it sound like they knew what like they knew japanese yeah, or, exactly. yeah. um wishing that they were japanese or pretending to be mm -hmm. part japanese um adding yeah. adding son or like some an honorific <laughs> to the end of their yeah, name the, the honorifics yeah. <laughs> things like that mm -hmm. where there's again to point like the the contrast between the two of them otakus have like this great respect for what they're into while weebs really don't have respect for the culture because they they don't do the time to actually research and know what it's just entertainment. Yeah, it's just an it's face value. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that that was a very fun and productive talk mm -hmm. about <laughs> the the um, otaku in weeb and how they relate to anime fan culture. Right. Um. Uh, I hope that uh, if anything, this was. A little educational for whoever is listening to this. If you didn't know before, or if you had even just maybe not as deep as a uh, understanding, because I know whenever I learned about all this stuff, I was like, wow, I didn't think about all those different facets of it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, thank you so much for listening. That uh, This is an episode of Konichiha, the anime podcast here on the Last Choice Network. Uh, once again, I am Natalie. And I was joined by Jared. Thank you for joining me. Of course. Yes. And uh, I hope to catch y'all 
in the next episode. Yeehaw. <laughs>